Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 179 and we're talking about round the world travel with Dave Dean. Uh, this week we continue to be in South Australia, based here in Henley Beach in Adelaide and watching some beautiful sunsets. Sadly no one is dancing outside today. There are a few <laughs> yeah. people sitting on the beach, but it's a bit, it's a bit windy. There's a guy out there with a metal detector trying to find, I don't know, jewellery or something. And there's someone kayaking, but no ballroom dancing. Sorry about that. No, no, it's a bit dull. Well, over the weekend, um, we headed up into the Barossa and the Clare Valleys, which are two of the world's premier wine districts. And we had a pretty good time. It was awesome. My, um, my sister's friend, Nev, invited us up to stay there. And he took us out to some wineries. And then we went to the Barossa Farmer's Market the next day. And then, uh, yeah, we took up to the Clare Clear Valley, did some more wine tasting, and then came home. Yeah, for all you wine geeks out there, we managed to taste some Grange, and uh, that was freaking fantastic. Yeah, for the rest of you who don't know what that is, it's a $550 bottle of wine. And they usually do tastings at 50 bucks. but because Nev was with us, we uh, got it for free. Yeah, <laughs> talking, talking our way around it. It was it's awesome. nice. Um, we've also had uh, Dave with us, Dave Dean. He's going to be our guest this week. And yeah, he's been with us for the last four or five days. And we've just been exploring Adelaide and sitting down doing lots of work yeah Dave's awesome we, we met up with him first in, um, in Valencia in Spain and then again in London then again in Chiang Mai and then again in Melbourne and now here so it's five five cities four countries in like four months three months something yeah. like that it's awesome and three, three continents <laughs> yeah so. we're, we're heading to Africa next <laughs> <laughs> so no we're not really don't, no, don't expect joking. that yeah maybe South America boring no oh my goodness do you want a slap in the head (laughs) (laughs) smooth well it's one week till christmas and money is probably tight for you it certainly is uh for us and we'd like to give you a free audiobook to help out with your christmas travels today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com get a free audiobook download at indietravelpodcast.com slash audible or slash audiobook there are over seventy-five thousand titles to choose from for your ipod iphone or mp3 player yeah, you can uh, sign up for a two-week trial. You download the book, and you can keep it forever, even if you cancel the subscription to Audible. So it is so, genuinely free. Yep, yeah, a good free trial and a free book, which might help if you're going to be sitting in traffic or hanging around airports over Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, we really like them when we're sitting in, in buses or trains or something, and you want to look out the window, but you need something to do yeah. instead of just looking out the window. So podcasts are great for that. And, uh, Such as the Indie Travel Podcast yeah. <laughs> and audiobooks as well. Well, another Christmas idea is to give a Kiva gift card. Kiva is a micro lending organization that allows you to make loans of $25 to entrepreneurs in the developing world. So you can um, lend with us and the rest of the Indie Travel Podcast community at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Kiva. And uh, if you follow that link, we've got a, uh, like a, a team of people that listen to the Indie Travel Podcast. And uh, we've got six people signed up there, and together we've loaned over a, uh, loaned $100, I think, over the last week or so. So we're hoping to hit four figures, um, hopefully in the first quarter of next year. We really want you guys to get behind this and, and join with us in, in lending money. Yeah, we really love Kiva because it really enables people to do the things they need to do. But, you know, in lots of places where there are charitable organizations that will give money, but this way people can borrow money, keep their self dignity and, and you know advance their businesses mm. yeah it's it's pretty it's good. brilliant it's brilliant so yeah so come join with us and if you're really stuck for christmas presents um head over there to kiva and you can buy gift cards and give those to people and they're able to to choose which uh which business or which individual they loan to yeah 
All right, well, let's get on to talking with Dave Dean, our friend and fellow travel blogger. Yeah, well, g'day, Dave. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Uh, welcome to the Indie Travel Podcast. Thank you. It's uh, been good fun hanging out with you over the last few days, but uh, nobody else who's listening knows that much about you. So do you want to give us kind of a bit of a background and tell us about who you are and, and about your travels? Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, I'm a Kiwi, just like Craig and Linda, so, you know, here we so are, <laughs> t- taking over the world. Living I'm in Australia. Living, 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 living in Australia, like every other Kiwi, that's exactly right. I, I live in Melbourne these days. Yeah, I grew up in a small town in, in New Zealand uh, called Ashburton, for those who care. It's like most small towns in New Zealand, it's lovely and beautiful and really, really quite boring for me, so um, I left as soon as I could. I uh, went to university, studied wanted to be a journalist and uh, became an IT geek because that's obviously what you do apparently and um, more lucrative. yeah it was at the time much more lucrative um, and I just I fell into it and you know hey I'm still doing it now uh, now and again yeah I got inspired to to travel uh, quite early by actually by a, a teacher of mine uh, a very interesting guy very eccentric uh, somewhat strange but <laughs> awesome um, and he lived his whole teaching career as a uh, he basically he spent no money on clothes he spent I think anything he spent money on was whiskey and travel and um, <laughs> <Simply> <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> which obviously is quite an inspiration to many people myself included and and yeah he, he used to talk about these amazing places and uh, you know he'd talk about going to going to, to, to France for, for the holidays where I you know sat around at home and watched my dad paint the fence um, <laughs> or whatever it was and you know he, he really inspired me personally to go and see these cool places because they, they sounded just so much more interesting than what I was doing and you know a few years later after I graduated I thought I'd do what every New Zealander does and you know head off overseas and went to London like every New Zealander does. And, did you stay in Earl's Court? Uh, I did not stay in Earl's Court, although I did spend quite a lot of time there, <laughs> mostly in the bars. And yeah, lived there for a while, sort of working and travelling and working and travelling. And, and then I thought that was going to be the end of my travels. And yet here we are, 12 years later, and I'm still doing it. So I didn't quite know how to stop. <laughs> That's a problem a lot of us face. <laughs> I think so. It's a common addiction. It's uh, the one we're trying to get everyone here on. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Smooth. Well, I, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about your time in Africa because that's not something we've talked about a lot on the show and it's something that's, you know, I think it's becoming more and more popular. I'm, I'm hearing more people talk about doing overland trips in Africa. and. Okay. Um, yeah, the Africa thing for me was, it was never planned really for me to go there. I mean, I'd seen National Geographic and whatever and thought, oh, cool, lots of lions and stuff. They look like fun. Um, but... You know, I never really considered that I was actually possibly going to go there one day. And then, and this is showing my, my advanced age here, uh, and then in two th- uh, 1999, uh, as the world was apparently going to end because of the Y2K bug, um, I decided that I needed to be somewhere uh, for Y2K where if the whole world ended and all the computers crashed, um, I wouldn't hear about it and it wouldn't affect me at all. And Africa seemed to be a pretty good place for that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, looked at various options of, of, you know, where I could go. Uh, I was traveling with a, a girlfriend at the time, and where, I could, where we could go and what we could do and how we could do it, and decided that, although we'd done a bit of independent travel at that stage, um, traveling independently through Africa wasn't something we were quite prepared to do. Yeah, I've heard it's really hard as well. It, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... 
depends who you talk to. You know, the ones who people who've been travelling for fifty years will tell you it's a piece of cake. But mm-hmm. you know, you I need think, to know the tricks. Yeah, I think everybody else maybe has a slightly different perspective to that. Um, and so we decided to go with an overland truck. Um, if you don't know what they are, they're basically a, a huge converted uh, truck that has seats and a canopy and maybe a decent stereo system um, and not much else in the way of creature comforts but uh, it basically transports 15 to 25 maybe um, adventurous travellers around different parts of the African continent mm-hmm. um, there's different kinds there's the really really budget ones uh, there's the somewhat more luxurious uh, models and there's the, the higher end I guess where you're sort of you know, people cook for you and Ooh, clean gosh. for you mm-hmm. and you know I don't know do other things for you perhaps but <laughs> the the the, um, the 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 middle the middle one was where I went. Uh, you know, we we went to the markets and, and bought our own food. We cooked as a group. We did all that kind of stuff. But transport is taken care of. Um, they provide the tents, but you're still sleeping in a campsite. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So it's still an adventure. You're still having. You know, you're still experiencing and doing things you would never ever do anywhere else in the world, probably. But yeah. it takes the most difficult parts, which are probably the transport. Well, almost certainly the transport actually um, and uh, and border crossings and those yeah. kind of things out of the out of the mix they're not so hard anymore and mm-hmm. it opens it up to more people who, who want to give it a go yeah I mean border crossings is one of my kind of main concerns when I think about travelling Africa especially overland um, so that was kind of Negated or, or it, a lot easier. It was much easier. Group? It was much easier for two reasons. Um, you're part of a group, and you're a group of. I think on our trip there was maybe thirteen or fourteen people, uh-huh. something like that. Um, so yeah, safety in numbers, um, and you know, it's much harder to be uh, given a hard time if there's you know a large group of you. Sure. Uh, you, you, you won't be. You can't be singled out quite so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, I think is the fact that there's a good chance the driver and or the guide and or whoever else is taking the trip. Um, has done this a hundred times before in the last few months, um, and so they know what needs to be done, how you need to do it, what you need to say, and what you don't need to say, and yeah, for sure, all that kind of stuff. They're going to work as a bit of a fixer. They really do, um, and you know, as a result, you don't get hit, hit up for bribes, uh, which amazed me. I thought we'd still be paying bribes, but oh, no, 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 I didn't pay a single border crossing mm-hmm. bribe, um, and. Uh, you, you get across the border so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I literally met people who had been waiting in line for hours um, because they didn't have the right money or the border guard didn't like the look of them or yeah. Yeah. something, and they were just kind of waiting for something to happen. And you know, you know, they're, they're, they're probably still there now, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those sort of problems go away. Um, uh, yeah. So that, that's, that, that's, I mean, I, I was a big fan of, of the Overland truck. Um mm-hmm. That's cool. So well, let's talk about where you went and, and what you got up to. Did you fly into South Africa? No, it went the other way. Um, coming, cause I was I mean, coming from London, um, so I, we did a north to south route. Uh, we flew into Nairobi, uh, possibly my least favourite city in the world. It's not exactly uh, the prettiest. <laughs> it's not pretty and, 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 and didn't feel very safe at that point either. Mm-hmm. Um, flew into there, uh, spent a few days doing things unrelated to that to this particular overland trip to to the three day um, Masai Mara uh, national park uh, trip safari safari thing yeah Yeah. and then jumped on the truck um, and started heading south and so we went went through Kenya uh, down to Tanzania uh, the the Serengeti 
which it was just in time for the end of the wildebeest migration, so oh, that wow. was rather awesome. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Uh, it, it was it was amazing to see. Um, was it we, everything that National Geographic makes it look like? It really was. Um, you know, I was a little bit cynical about it, thinking, oh well, you know, how could it possibly live up to the to the hype that everyone tells you? It, it really does. You know, and that was that was incredible. I mean, that was you know a, a life changing experience, and just being that close to amazing animals like that that you know really could probably kill you if they wanted to but they don't um was was, was amazing so um really enjoyed that and carried on through tanzania um to zanzibar or across to zanzibar you get, get on the ferry to do that mm-hmm. uh, zanzibar is an amazing place uh, definitely worth going to for anyone that might happen to be in that area <laughs> um very well, his, his, yeah historic historic old town uh, stone town is the, the capital there and, oh, okay um, beautiful old buildings, and it's it's got a real um, Arabic influence that you don't mm. really you find. You expect, would you? No, it was it was. I think you know, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, th- I think it was uh, spice traders from that part of the world who sort of set up in Zanzibar. Okay. Mm. Um, Sounds about right. I think I think that was the story. Um, and then headed north for a few days on Zanzibar to there's some beautiful beaches in the north of the island, and just hung out on white sand beaches and. Drink cocktails and you know watch the world go past. It wasn't easy, you know, it wasn't easy, but somehow we we, we managed. And someone has to do it. Well, someone has to, so we thought it might as well be us. Um, Carried on from there um, through down to Malawi, uh, which is a a beautiful, beautiful country, um, and some of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, Very poor country, Mm -hmm. but people who are remarkably happy despite or because or whatever uh, of, of, of the lack of material uh, positions yeah. um, and that was very eye opening for me um, you know I'd only ever lived in the western world and only ever sort of experienced the western world prior to that and seeing a very different way of life was very educational yeah, um, sure. and has stuck with me for ever since so mm-hmm. um, spent Christmas beside the shores of Lake Malawi um, which was yeah, uh, uh, yeah, terrible again. Sounds incredible. Yeah, <laughs> um, headed briefly through Zambia uh, after that and spent the millennium at Victoria Falls. Wow, lovely. Yeah, uh, which was that was the whole point of taking that trip was to finish the ultimate destination. The ultimate destination, right? It was yeah, yeah and and yeah, it was everything it's hyped up to be. It's stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before Zimbabwe started having the, some of the problems they have now. So. Yeah, things were quite tra- easy. Travel there now is really, really deteriorating. Yeah, yeah. It was just about the point that, that things were getting a little bit dicey. So we were getting uh-huh. a little bit of advice at the time. Maybe don't spend too much time outside Victoria Falls. You know, maybe go straight to Harare and okay. fly out, which is what we ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, that took a little over a month. I think it was maybe about five weeks to do. Um, and you were pretty much travelling every day. Not every day. Um, there was a few long days, um, especially when you had the inevitable mechanical problems oh, and the yes. truck broke an axle uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Tanzania, and we had to wait for a couple of days before we could get a new one wow. out. Because <laughs> um, you know, we were hundreds and hundreds of kilometres from the nearest anywhere. Gosh. Um, gosh. And so, yeah, luckily there was a guy on the trip who was actually a mechanic, so he uh-huh. was able to, once we got the part, we were able to sort of... Uh, to fix it, it help fit it and get oh. it and get and get the truck moving again. But so that uh, sounds like an adventure. It was an adventure. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't the end of the world at the time. You know, but we, we we had to do some pretty long days after that mm, to kind to make, of, up. to make up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you know, there was definitely 
um, I mean Malawi we're, we're in Malawi in that campsite for maybe three days okay. we were in Victoria Falls for three days three or four days um, Serengeti etc took a few days so it wasn't go 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 all the time I think if it had have been especially given the difficulty of the roads and, yeah. and, the, and the temperatures and the dust and everything else it would have made a pretty unpleasant trip. So they, they, they got it right. They got it right? Yeah, they got, got, they got it right. Yeah. Sometimes it can just be too fast or too slow. But no, it, was, it, right. it was pretty much bang on. Okay. Um, and, and as a result, you know, I got to the end. I was tired. I was, you know, I was, I was exhausted. I had been quite unwell for, for a couple of days. And it still remains one of the highlights of my travel experiences ever. So, Fantastic. Um, yeah, very, very enjoyable experience. And I know prices will have changed, but did you find it affordable, economical, or um, I, I, do, I found it actually very economical, both the cost of the trip itself and the incidentals while I was there. Okay. I believe in the west of Africa, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is more expensive from border crossing to accommodation to anything you like, really. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was, although it's probably off the beaten trail for a lot of people in their mind, it's not that unbeaten the trail okay. um, and so there are sort of campsites and, and places where budget travellers can stay um, and, and, and eat and drink and so on without it costing a fortune. Mm. And what about visas because I know in some parts of Africa New Zealanders need visas for entry. Could you get them on arrival or did you need to organise everything? Everything was on arrival. Okay. Um, the, the cost varied mm-hmm. um, between I think nothing and maybe 20 or 30 US dollars. Okay. Um, this is a while ago those numbers may not be quite right but somewhere somewhere in that region it was never horrendously expensive okay. um, and and it was all on arrival stamp the passport and, and, and carry on okay that won't be the case for every nationality obviously <laughs> but for me I was, I was lucky to have a, have a passport that uh, makes life easier yeah. Kiwis are pretty lucky <laughs> it's a good deal isn't it well, let's um, let's move on and fast forward to, to this year and talk about some of the things that you've been up to. Because I know you left Melbourne about seven months ago and just got back last week. So do you want to talk us through what you've been up to and maybe some of your highlights? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I had never planned to do a huge amount of travel this year. Um, like all good plans, that changed <laughs> dramatically. Um, we don't know what that's like yeah, at no, all. Yeah, no, no, I can, I can well imagine. Um, I mean, basically, I I started doing some some travel writing and travel blogging and so on, and uh, got hooked on this wonderful uh, travel community that seems to be floating around the world, and their stories were were quite inspiring. Um, and that was at sort of the end of last year, and I was in a job that I have to say I wasn't really enjoying, um, and was given slash manufactured the opportunity to um, to make that job come to an end and decided that it was probably a very good excuse to go and do some more travel, um, which was only originally sort of in my mind going to be a month or two and ended up becoming six. Um, and, yeah, I, I, sort of, I wasn't sure where to go. I'd never, I'd never travelled by myself um, for any extended period of time, mm-hmm. um, although I travelled quite a bit over the years. It was always either to meet someone or with someone or whatever. Um, but I knew if I was going to do a long trip like this, there was no way I could convince anyone else to come and do it with me. Of, not for that length of time. Yeah, it's quite a long time. Um, so it was either do it by, my, by myself or, or don't do it. And obviously not doing it wasn't going to be an option. So <laughs> doing it by myself was, was, was the way I chose. Um, Smooth. And where did you, you make the first jump to? First jump was Southeast Asia, uh, which is actually where I ended up spending the majority of my time. Um, flew into Malaysia. Uh, Kuala Lumpur and then out again straight away to Vietnam um, spent a couple of weeks 
uh, working my way up the east coast, or well, the only coast of Vietnam, <laughs> and um, and just hanging out in the in the uh, in the the main towns there. I've been there before, so I wasn't feeling the need to really get off the the trail too much. Um, went into Cambodia from there. I went back down south, went into Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a bit of volunteering there, which was very rewarding. What uh, sort of volunteering were you doing? Uh, I was doing a number of different things. I ended up actually using my um, IT skills for, for good, <laughs> for a change, um, and, uh, awesome. and, and sorting out a lot of uh, computers and networks and other such things for a, um, a shelter that, well, that, that basically provides you know, accommodation, food, support, Education for abused girls in oh, Cambodia, okay. mm-hmm. and by girls, it's well abused women really. It's mm-hmm. from the age of three to twenty-two, I think, was the oldest person okay. they had mm-hmm. there. Um, doing some amazing work, and with virtually no money to do it with, and certainly no money to hire anyone with you know, technology abilities yeah, or sure. anything. So, yeah. although I did do a little bit of teaching, a little bit of you know informal. Um, you know, language and, and other stuff. Well, they ended up doing, which was apparently the most useful thing I could have done for them was sort their computers out. So, yeah. uh, did did that for a while. Um, sort carried on, saw the highlights, Angkor Wat, and mm-hmm. so on, which was you know incredible. Um, went up into Laos from there, uh, planning to spend maybe a couple of weeks there. Ended up spending pretty much the whole length of my visa, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is thirty days. Um, it's a beautiful country. I know you guys have been there recently. And, yes, uh, we like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it. Absolutely stunning. Um, and then carried on from there into Thailand, uh, went to Chiang Mai, um, like every other travel writer on the planet at the moment, it seems. <laughs> and um, it's, been, it's been about a month or so in Thailand, working my way back down south. Um, and then flew to Europe from there and flew to Spain, which is where I met you guys. Yeah, that was, that was good fun. That was for, uh, in Valencia for, for La Tomatina. We were there with a, a bunch of others. It was, it was good fun, accidental on our behalf. Yeah. Um, I think you were the one that broke the news to me that we had managed to... Uh, are you to guys going to be there for La Tomatina? No, 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 no. Are you sure? Are you sure you're yeah, not going to be there? No, we're definitely not going to be there for La Tomatina. Craig and Linda, you are going to be there for La Tomatina. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't convinced by your, by your protest when I looked at the dates that you were going to be there. It's like, hmm, really? Yep, to, to we just, it just didn't even cross our mind. How can you accidentally book a flight to, to Valencia? The, the world's biggest <laughs> tomato fight. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be possible. <laughs> and yet, there, there we were, sitting sitting in the square, having a, having a couple of beers with our forty thousand of our closest uh, backpacking friends, right? Yeah, yeah wearing right. yellow shirts. The wearing yellow shirts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after after throwing tomatoes at uh, everyone I could see, um, went moved from there to the Greek islands for a week, mm-hmm. uh, where some friends and I chartered a yacht and sailed round. That's um, a hard life. It's uh, like I say, it's it's not easy, but someone has to do it. Um, uh, so we, we did that, and then. And like, what was that like? Did you charter a, a pilot as well? We um, didn't need to, um, due to previous experience having done a bit of sailing, and more importantly, uh, my friend who was on the trip having worked for that particular charter company in okay. the past. That helps. Um, they said, "Well, we don't really have the pieces of paper, but you do have the experience." Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah. She'll be right. Try, try, try not to crash it, um, and uh, and we didn't. So that was that was, that was quite a good thing, really. More to the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that that was handy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. It's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, thing to do if you ever get the chance. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Um, from there, I went to um, went to the UK uh, briefly. Um, went to Amsterdam. 
twice as it happened in the end uh, my, my brother lives there so I hung out with him and had a great time fell back in love with, with Amsterdam um, went back to Paris briefly went to Belgium um, briefly mm-hmm. and then because the weather was getting colder and the bank account was getting smaller uh, it was time to go back to Asia so right. I did uh, so do you have any European highlights? other than other than tomato throwing um <laughs> I mean, I've got so many European highlights. I, I, you know, I really enjoy everything about traveling in Europe, probably except for the price. Yeah, um, the whole continent is just highlighted. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it is, and I could, I could, I could really go on forever. I mean, I uh, Amsterdam, like I say, um, you know, it gets a, a reputation as being a, a seedy, you know, drug-filled whatever place. And if you hang out in a very small radius of the red light district, that's exactly what it is like. The minute you get away from there it's a completely different city um, and infinitely more enjoyable mm-hmm. um, I mean I was lucky I was able to hang out with you know expats and, and you know locals who obviously knew the place inside out so I got to see places that many tourists may not get to but if you can manage to, to figure that one out uh, it, it's it's wonderful mm. um, very beautiful very beautiful city and very easy you know, get hire a bike and just bike around all day yeah, that's a wonderful thing about the Netherlands, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, fun. nothing's more than 15 minutes bike ride from anywhere else in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's so enjoyable. You get there faster than you would in the car, and, yeah. you know, you're, you're at one with, with everyone else is doing the same thing as you, so it's, exactly. it's, it's really good fun. You're at one with the rain. You're at one with the sideways rain. Yeah, you're at one with all that good stuff. You're at one with the uh, three full of snow that's there at the moment. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was there, and the weather was, was good. It was, it was the very last gasp of summer mm-hmm. um, so it was still about 20 degrees Celsius or a bit more yeah, sun, and the sun was out that was really quite nice beautiful and so with about four months in Southeast Asia under your belt this year if um, someone was going to be heading there um, with limited time what would be your, your most important what would be the, the top places to, to hit up in your mind <sighs> um, it, it depends how limited the limited time is, I guess. Uh, I mean, the the thing with Asia, as you guys well know, it's it's incredible, but travel is often not fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the biggest piece of advice I would give is no matter where it is you decide you're going to go, don't try and do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, pick a country. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got two weeks, pick a country. Pick a city, you know, and, and go to two or three places. Um, don't try and see a hundred different things because you might get to see them, uh, you'll spend more time looking through your bus window or hanging around in the airport than what you actually will to enjoy it. So don't try and see too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never been to Asia before, I mean, Thailand is the place that most people seem to gravitate to the first time. For me, it actually wasn't. It was Vietnam. But, um, I mean, Thailand can be a fantastic place. Mm-hmm. It is quite touristy in parts. So, you know, bear that in mind if you're looking for some sort of unspoiled beaches and so on don't go where all the rest of the tourists are Um, it's logical I've been told that that Laos is is what Thailand was like 20 years ago um, and that may or may not be true they're they're certainly very different countries now despite Mm. sharing a border Um, so yeah like I say if if you've got limited time pick pick one place from the vast array of awesome places that there are in Asia and and just don't try and see too much Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's good advice well I think we're going to have to finish up so we can um, grab some more beer out of the fridge (laughs) but um, it's been great having you on the show this week and great spending the last week with you thanks guys it's been absolutely fantastic right before we go we just wanted to talk about the ITV community we've got several new people introducing themselves in the cafe plus questions on which European destination you didn't like yeah 
Uh, so if you haven't heard us talk enough about that, you can go uh, check that out. Yeah, there's only two. There's only two that a, a, a we could go on. <laughs> Um, there's also been uh, some updates on the street riots in Rome, um, questions about is it safe to travel there, and we had some really amazing photos sent in by Kim Max, who's an yeah. indie travel podcast listener who was in Rome, so a great photo essay there from her. Yep, we also have questions on Sydney on a shoestring, Asia at Christmas, and street food in Mexico. So come Which by. just looks delicious. Well, we had oh, Mexican goodness. food for dinner last night, and that was very nice, but um, according to my Mexican friend who I was speaking to this morning, isn't really Mexican food at all. So he just kind of mocked me for five minutes when I told him what we'd eaten. But oh well. Yeah. If you'd like to be mocked, <laughs> No, if you're actually in Mexico, I think it's okay. So go to Mexico and eat the street food there, not, you know, your standard kind of nachos and tacos. And, and if you do want to come talk travel, uh, share your experiences, ask your questions, uh, you can grab a free account at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash community. And, uh, yeah, just come and talk and share and upload your photos with everyone else. Yeah, we'd really love to hear from you. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't heard, we're giving away a 25-buck Amazon voucher or uh, making a $50 Kiva loan on your behalf um, for one person this month, um, before the end of this month. Yeah, so, you get one entry for every comment you make. Yeah, and two for every photo you upload. Yeah, so, so come, come get into it and you might walk away with a, a new book off Amazon or um, have 50 bucks in your pocket to donate. Remember, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, slash hotels, slash hostels, and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We also have travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. Yeah, and that's right. And you can visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon when shopping online and for any very, very last-minute uh, Christmas purchases. Go, go. One, one, week, <laughs> one week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, grab a free audiobook with a two-week trial from our sponsor this week. That's Audible.com. Uh, but you can't find the free deal through their homepage. You need to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Audible or forward slash audiobook uh, in order to claim that. And for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast, invite them to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash Indie Travel, or leave a five-star review for us in iTunes. Yeah, we'd love to uh, love to see you around the place. So before we head off, uh, we should mention Dave's uh, Dave's travel blog. He talked about it a little bit, said he, said he was getting into it. Yeah, you should definitely stop by. It's whatsdavedoing.com. Yeah, that's that's all one word, what's Dave doing. No apostrophes, nothing like that. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Uh, um, no, just just no, for clarity. Nobody's ever typed a URL before. <laughs> well, I think that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well. <laughs>